1: <laughs> <laughs> the don't
0: don't the, band in the <laughs> Hello and welcome to FoFop. I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Clawson uh, this week. First time guest Charlie Clawson, which is good news. Uh, the very funny Eddie Ift. Hello, Eddie.
1: Hi. You do have a gimmick. You said there's no gimmick. There's a gimmick here, Charlie Clawson.
0: Oh, well, yeah. It wasn't originally a gimmick <laughs> until he left the podcast. <laughs> Oh, was Charlie your guest? Oh, your co-host. He was my co-host for the uh, first 87 episodes. Oh,
1: and then he pulled a Jim Jeffries.
0: Yeah, that's right. He got too big for the podcast. You know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he got on uh home and away. Oh, wow. And they were like, Oh, you
1: can't do this podcast anymore. Why? Because it's bad for his image. Yeah. Really? Well, because home and away. have had I would say that, uh, that home and away is bad for his image for this podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he
0: looked at uh, how this one doesn't pay anything and how home and away does pay you something yeah, yeah and made a decision yeah, between those two yeah.
1: that's that's exactly what happened with jim and i with uh, talking shit was uh I, I am in venice jim's in hollywood and that's where he lives and he was shooting but he was shooting every day in venice right and i was like so come over after work and he was like no you come up to hollywood and I was like, no, I'm not going to... And it was like a couple divorcing over their like work locations. Like right. One of them was like, I want to stay in Las Vegas, and I want to stay in Los Angeles. And they bro- so we broke up. It was like a divorce.
0: Yeah, but except you had a divorce over about 20 miles.
1: Yeah, was, <laughs> there was no way I was going to... I really do not leave Venice unless there's money involved. Like the Venice... Like the beach area, if you said, hey, come up... If you had said this is in Hollywood, I would have gone... Ah, I got something to do I I'll go up there if there's money like if you go even the smallest amount like I'm like all right I can justify going through traffic and deal but otherwise I'm like I'm getting like I'm turning into that old man that I just don't want to do any I turn down more gigs now people are like hey you want it? nope you want to <laughs> nope nope they're like but it's a lot of money nope nope well what you should do if you if
0: you really want to do that is just finds like even in your own home or something, but have an area, a garage or something like that. And if someone's willing to offer you enough money to headline a gig, just like hire a bus. I, and So when they like the people get to the gig, you just load them all on a bus. And bring them my
1: bring house. Bring them out to you. Well, we sell tickets to our show. Talking shit. Um, fans pay up to $1,000 to come sit in my house and watch the show. Do they masturbate while they watch? We've had... Uh, well, Jim and I had a masturbation <laughs> contest one time. We're on air? On air. The two of you? Three of us. Jason, who was our yes. homeless guy that was on the show. We each went to a different room and raced and to see who could jizz in a bag quickest. And uh, Jim won at... I think he was at five minutes. And I, I came in at about seven minutes. And Jason still hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and we even sent a girl in to help him out. And uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't do it. But we had to... But it wasn't just how fast you could do it. Right. We had to have our, our bags judged.
0: <laughs> well, so it was also about, yeah, it was like cons- one of those survivor cons- contests. Yeah, it was consistency, right. quality. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just weight, getting weight. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, it was how much water you could keep in your mouth yeah. while you went through the obstacle course. Yeah. As well yes. as, right. And
1: I'm not proud of it. I, the worst part is one day my mom called me. And my mom's the sweetest, nicest Catholic woman in the world right. in her 70s. And she calls me and this is all I get. I found your podcast. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And honestly, I'm not like afraid of my mom anymore. I'm right. a grown man. But that day I was just like, I really just wanted to hang up the phone and hide from her for months. Right. For months. Because I knew, like I didn't even want to say... Which one did you hear? Mm. Did you hear the gay hot dog eating contest? Did you hear the the um like did, the the we have porn stars that come in sometimes like we just try to make it as absurd as possible and I say horrible things that I don't mean and I just try to make it as crazy as possible and I I just was like I hope she didn't hear the jizz in the bag episode. Like that That'll be the one I'm most embarrassed. What of. would be worse,
0: though? Um, well, I mean, I imagine she would be devastated because that is like her future grandchildren yeah. in that bag. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> I mean, essentially, she's listening to a podcast. Right. Where you kill her right. grandchildren yeah, 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 yeah. in a plastic yeah. bag? So yeah, I can over imagine. and over and over. Over which and over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what would be worse if she was disgusted by that, or if she did listen to the podcast and really, enjoyed really it. enjoyed it?
1: Well, She's like, finally, someone saying all the things I've thought forever. Um, no, my mom, her sense of humor is like the other day. She goes, I was at the country club with my friends because we had a going away party for... Barbara's moving to Oregon. She goes, and I went to the bar. Paint a little picture for us before we get to this. So your mom, what did you say? She's about 70? 70. 76, I think. Right. And where, is, where does she she's, live? She lives in Pittsburgh. She's ultra Catholic. Okay. Ultra Catholic. Like, she's so offended that I'm getting married without a priest at my wedding. Like, it's just killing her. Right. She wanted me to talk to, uh, she wanted me to talk to our family priest and that now works at the Vatican. And I'm like, I'm not talking to him. She's like, he's going to call you. And I go, Mom, Father Ben raped me. <laughs> and that was my way... He didn't. He didn't. I want right. to make that clear. He didn't. Right. But it was my only way of getting her to stop pushing it. Right. I went, Father Ben raped me. That's why there's not going to be a priest at the wedding. Because I was like, I just didn't want to argue anymore. Right. And she well, I mean, like... It's a, well, com- it's a conversation. Enda. And she's like, when? And uh, And I made up this whole story. So now my mom thinks I was molested by a by a priest. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 it all... It'll, it'll really end. So, what you're saying good. is, listening to your podcast is the least of her worries. He, well, sort, but like her sense of humor, she said, so this was just yesterday. And she goes, right. and so I went to the bartender and I always get vodka tonics. She goes, but today I said, I'm going to try something different. And the bartender said, Mrs. Ift, have you ever had sex on the beach? And she said, I said, wow, that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's her right. sense of humor. And right. then she thought it was like the craziest thing she's ever said meanwhile she has a son that does rape jokes for a living and uh i'm like how did i come from this and how like just it's, it's a very difficult thing look she probably just looks at that sentence you just said and says at
0: least it has the worst jokes in it yeah you
1: know yeah. things yeah. could be worse yeah 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 she yeah that's true and and when she comes to my show she laughs and uh afterwards, do you point she, out I, to the audience yeah like, of course i have to because right. i'm so uncomfortable on stage and i'm like i got this Crazy woman in the crowd who made me, and uh, and and then I start saying horrible things, and then I'll go, "That's a joke, mom. That's a joke," because I'm like, "Is she believing this? You know?" And 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 then I'm, uh, and I I, some like she'll hear some of the horrible things I say, and I'm like, "I hope she thinks these are all just (laughs) lies." Right, <laughs> like, because there's so much truth to right. so many of them yeah she would but be horrified like, by the level I, of truth yeah and I'm like I hope she just uh, uh, it's just it's uncomfortable t- you know I love my mom more than anything in the whole world and I'd be devastated if I lost her but I keep thinking and this is a terrible thing to say how easy my comedy career is going to be when my parents are gone right when all bets are off yeah <laughs> like there's going to be a whole new me there's a whole new me I'm not kidding. Watch the fuck out. And that says something about a guy who, it's fair to say, isn't afraid to talk about things already. No, but I love my parents so much that there's so many things that I do that I'm like, uh, why am I naked right now? Somebody's uh, going to get a photo of this. My parents are going to see it. It's just... There's so many things I've done where I'm like, if this gets out, if this... ah, uh, I'm just... I can't ever look my dad in the eye, and and (laughs) it's the only thing holding me back. The only thing in the world. Otherwise, I'm going fucking crazy. Insane asylum. It's actually a really uh, funny premise
0: for uh, like if if you were ever going to like you know do a TV show, I think that would be like this hilarious idea of this guy who's pretty like pretty dark and pretty fucked up anyway, but literally is just waiting for his parents to die before he, he can really he can really, really go he's, nuts. He's got the
1: whole act written. Right. <laughs> my, my, Cause my sisters, I've got three older sisters, and they don't give a fuck. Like right. they all know I'm crazy and everything and they've seen it all and heard it and know it. And I remember one time I was walking out of, I used to live with my one sister mm-hmm. and I'm walking out of my bedroom at like eight in the morning with two girls. And my sister just looks at me and goes, I'm telling mom. <laughs> I just shrugged my shoulders I'm like sorry You're like tell everyone yeah, Tell yeah, everyone yeah. But um, But I'm cloning girls Yeah I That's the like, point of that story I was like right? this is I'm pretty proud of this <laughs> but, Yeah You know dad might give me a high five anyway, <laughs> my, my dad's actually like that too My dad would be like You know what That's That's You know There's no reason for that You know You don't need to do something like that You know Why don't you settle down And find a nice girl Right So they're both very happy How now. do yes yeah, So how do they feel
0: about the fact That you're
1: uh, about to get married it, Every time my fiancé will call my mom on the phone, uh, like from the car, and it'll be on speakerphone, she'll think it's her, because we'll be in like her car. And she'll be like, oh, hi, darling. She's like, are you calling to me to tell me it's off? <laughs> she keeps thinking it's not gonna happen. Like, she's so worried. Right. And we're only getting married for her. Like, for her and her, my girlfriend's parents. Like, we were both like, let's start having kids. I don't believe in religion, I don't believe in law, I'm like, Why would I ever do this horrible shit? And it just... I was... My girlfriend's dad is a former NFL football player. And he's massive. Oh, is that right? Massive, Yeah. And took me to chop wood one day. They have a house up in the mountains. Did he just do it with his hands? Uh, uh, His huge, muscular hands? If you saw the shit this guy can do... (laughs) Did he just charge at a tree? He's the guy in... uh, If you ever saw the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg, Mm -hmm. he's Mark Wahlberg's roommate in the movie. Is based on him, right? And he's talking about the knuckles. How you watch the guy's knuckle—that's him. Right. And he—he uh, wow. he took me to chop wood, and he said, uh, "I swear to God," he said, "While we're chopping wood, so what are your intentions with my daughter?" <laughs> and I said, "I—I um, I don't know what you mean by that." I was like, "I, you know, I we love each other very much, right. and uh, you know, so I'm sure down the line, you know, we're gonna, you know." stay together and have a family and blah 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 and he's like so when are you getting married? I was like well we've talked about that and um, you know like we just think that maybe and he's like you're getting married (laughs) (laughs) and I was like he's like it's just the right thing to do and I was like well yeah I love her and I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with her yeah I want to have children yeah and and family's so important to me and blah 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 blah." and he's like and you're getting married." married and I was like Okay, I'm getting married. Yeah. Like, I knew there was no way out of it. So, uh, so I'm going to jump through all the hoops next week. So,
0: um, is it a big wedding? Is it a little
1: wedding? No, it's just family. I didn't want... Last thing I wanted were any of my cynical comedian friends there judging everything and talking. You know, like, you know, they're, they're a bunch of cunts. Right. There's no possible way I want them... And, you know, I'm
0: imagining uh, that Jim Jeffries knows way too much about you to be the best man doing the speech, exactly.
1: right? Exactly. Jim, I, t- <laughs> I, t- I, t- I talked to him two days ago, and he goes, I said, so, and we're getting married in two weeks, and he goes, where well, the fuck's my invitation? And I went, Jim, nobody's coming. And he went, oh, okay. Like, he didn't even know I was getting married. He was, right. he was more like, what about me? Where... Am I not on the list? Like, he couldn't believe that he was not going. And I'm like, nobody's coming, Jim. But if they were, you wouldn't be. No. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I love Jim, but I don't know if I would ever invite him to my wedding. Because he would ruin it. He would ruin it. He has that capability of, like, I've had some instances with Jim where you're just like, shit, I can't take him anywhere. Nowhere. And I can just imagine them at my wedding, you know. Comedians in general, because they're ungrateful. They'd all be going, really, is this, uh, you know, and this didn't, I've been to a few comedian weddings. They went well. I went to, well, none of them are still married. (laughs) (laughs) I went to a wedding where Stephen Baldwin was the minister. Was the minister? Yeah, of a comedian. Is that what he does now, or is he... He's a super right-wing religious freak. Is he really? Oh, fuck yeah. And uh, and I just, I was like, I can't, I can't sit at a wedding watching the usual suspect up there. You know, no. talking about God. And meanwhile, this casting director used to tell me how she'd blow him in the voiceover booth every time he came in. And I'm like, yeah, how about those voiceover blowjobs? You know, how's Jesus like that? You know, it was... I, I just couldn't. Uh, I'm assuming that wasn't mid-voiceover, right? I don't know. Like, he, if you watch
0: any of his movies and you listen closely to his dialogue, you don't hear a like slight slurpy sound. Well,
1: he's... I uh, imagine. He's... Uh, she was... She was a pretty dirty girl. And I remember I used to go to the casting agency all the time in New York. Right. And, uh, and then I heard that and I was like, I wonder if she does that for everyone. And they're like... <laughs> They're like, you're not a big enough celebrity, <laughs> you know. Like, cool. she's not gonna do it for you. And I was
0: like,
1: <laughs> Oh fuck! I was like, that'd be kind of cool, you know. You come in for an right. audition, leave with a blowjob. At least you're getting something.
0: Maybe she has like a ten guys to watch list. If uh, you go I'm on.
1: sure she did, but yeah, new faces. Because especially in voiceover, people don't realize how many famous people do voiceovers. Like of course. Super famous. Yeah. And so that's where that's where you see them all. They're all easy going, money. Oh, yeah, you don't yeah. Have to get yeah. out of your tracksuit pants. No, no, unbelievable. Wow,
0: uh, so um, uh, so the wedding itself—I mean, I don't want to pry too much.
1: I don't but give a I, fuck. I uh, I am interested in just your perspective on it as a guy who, like you know, as you've already pointed out, I wrote a whole show two years ago called "What Women Don't Want to Hear," right? About how shitty weddings are, right? And uh, I mean, it was that was an aspect of it, and about I studied like not evolutionary biology, but I watched a lot of documentary films on mating and like. Animal instincts and all this stuff. Just so uh, I could. Was he, were you just masturbating to animals having sex? No, Is that what you no, would but do? I have done that. Right. <laughs> no, no, I did a podcast where a girl talked about she worked with uh, in zoology or whatever, and she was watching orangutans fuck all day. They were watching this thing, and she goes, she goes, and I'm sitting there with all these guys, and we're watching it. And she goes, and I just had to go to the bathroom and masturbate, and I, everybody kept going at the wow. podcast, and I'm like, um. Can you rewind? A, did you say right, you yeah. just went and jerked off to uh, to orangutans? And she was. I mean, like, that's
0: got to be an interesting girl to go on a first date with. The Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, <laughs> like just about
1: halfway through. Well, that shit's gonna get real. Knowing that, you'd be like, "Hey, you, you want to go see the Planet it? of the Apes? What I got I got a, I got got a little." I got to uh... <laughs> be honest. It was weirdly kind of like. If this girl masturbate the apes fucking, right? You could get her to do anything, and um, maybe
0: not. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, yeah, maybe that's just people the thing. have their specific things. Yeah, yeah. Like it can be, you know.
1: Yeah. Just because someone's into one thing doesn't mean they're into everything. But back to I, so I watched all this mating shit, and I was yeah. like, and then I wrote a show about it, just basically saying we're animals and we're just a little more of an elevated species, and so like. Lower your expectations. Sure. And I was just trying right to say... My message for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, my message for the kids is on the face, not in the pussy. <laughs> on the face, not in the pussy. Um, but if you if you study it all, it's like you understand why everybody does anything. And it all boils down to survival. Right. And it all comes down to, like, you know, Darwinism and, and you know, the species and trying to make yourself attractive to the other speech because the man wants to spread his seed and the woman wants to nest. And the critics just fucking attacked me and came after me like I was the antichrist. And I'm like, they're all jokes. Like right. everything I was doing was taking a premise and then making a joke about it. And they were like, how dare he talk about women and men, the hackiest subject in the world and blah, blah, blah. And do it like this. And I was just like, all right, look, I was just trying to... But the, at the end of the day, I was saying like, men really don't give a fuck about weddings. We really don't, it's become a, it's, it's an industry, it's an economy. And it's a, and I said, you never see a little boy going, I dream about the tuxedo I'm gonna wear on my wedding day. We don't give a fuck. You know? I feel
0: like with the, uh, the acceptance, you know, around the world that gay marriage is, is now having that maybe that will change. There may be like, you know, little boys dreaming of Yeah, up and, and, getting and married that's the problem to-
1: with gay marriage. Um, is
0: it, what's the problem with gay marriage that, that is Here the problem
1: with it right there that's right. what I said my problem with gay marriage is not with the gays it's with the marriage aspect right. of it you have
0: this, well this is the interesting thing you said things like that all over the years is you're not a marriage fan and look as a dude who's never been married and has no interest in being married, I
1: don't want you to feel like I'm, like I get that. Yeah, Like yeah, but, I'm 100% in your corner, you know. Like. Like, well the, the, the gays, I understand equality. I'm all for equality, but I always say, gay people wanting gay marriage is like white people during the days of slavery saying, I wanna pick cotton too. Right. Like <laughs> You're on the good side of something. Right. You're fighting for shit. Uh-huh. Like you're, you're fighting, you don't have to do that. And I understand all the legal rights and everything right. that come along with it. But you're also trying to bring along all the relig- all the other aspects of it that are the shitty aspects of it. Like, yeah, there's some good tax write-offs. Good part of marriage. Right. Um, <laughs> fucking, like, uh, health benefits. Good part of marriage. Uh-huh. Yeah, give gays all those things. But gays, stop fighting for the other shit. You don't need that and the, the wedding and all the bullshit and the money that's spent on it. Oh, it's fucking... Every day, write another check. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this, these are your vows,
0: right? Uh, but you're, you're running us through now. These are your vows. Uh, no, but it's interesting because obviously, despite all that, right, you still like you know love her enough and want to be with her oh, sure, sure. that you're also willing to go, hey, here's a thing that I've talked about, the yeah, idea yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. into this. I'm And yet I, I'm so into you yeah, I'm that will, I'm willing to go through something that I consider to be a complete nut of fuss.
1: I think that, like, family's really important to me. Like, I can't imagine being a shitty dad. Uh-huh. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I, I thought I could. When I was younger, I was like, oh, I'll be a fucking shitty dad. Yeah, I am like, a There's a place for shitty dads in right. this world. Shitty dads make great art. Right. You know, like great music. Great, great actors great we wouldn't have any of the art music anything that we have without shitty parents shitty parents and so he's the shitty parents but something the way i was brought up the way i I can't be a shitty dad like i i see i am with my dogs and last night i felt bad i came home from dinner and i took them down to the beach and ran them for an hour because i felt bad that they were in for four hours while i was at dinner i just have to there's something about me that takes priority. It's Right. Like a, you don't a want name. those dogs to grow up to be strippers. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna be the way with kids. So the last thing I would do is fuck up a family. Yep. And so I think I didn't settle down until I met the girl that I knew was right for like. I say this all the time yeah. to
0: people, like when people talk about this idea of re- relationship deal breakers, right? Mm-hmm. The the thing that they don't understand is when you meet someone, you're willing to break. A bunch of your deals, yeah. if they're the right person, yeah. And people don't really appreciate that. Yeah, so I, they feel like it's got to be. We've all got to
1: be on exactly the same page and everything. But it, it doesn't really have to. be I, I've had a bunch of friends say it to me where they go, um, "You meet your wife when you see your kid's mother. Oh, like right. you, you see the woman that you would want mothering your children. Because I, I dated this, this." so fucking hot stripper for a while. right? And she was crazy and we got into trouble all the time and it was fun and she was funny and all this stuff. And one of my friends said to me, he goes, you know you're asking for the biggest nightmare in the world. I said, what? He goes, she's gonna get pregnant, you know that. And he goes, and then you're gonna have a kid with her and she's gonna be a horrible mother and you're gonna resent her so badly because you were brought up differently and you just care about your, you're gonna care about your kids and she's not and you're gonna hate her and you're gonna get divorced and then your kids are gonna suffer through the whole fucking thing. And he's like, and I was like, he's totally right. And he's like, don't get her pregnant. He's like, you're gonna get her pregnant. Don't fucking get her pregnant. And I was like, wow, and I survived it. And she was a nightmare, you know, like, but fun so much fucking right, fun right so that's what you were going through yeah but every, and, yeah, but and every, there's
0: one of those like yeah. back the other way like girl to guy like you know you see sensible nice girls who actually just need a sensible nice guy yeah, but they date the asshole but they date an asshole because
1: they like that that excitement you know yeah, they yeah, like being you know, this that, ex- that's why I say right. on the face not in the pussy right <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that you have a lovely message
0: to share with people Eddie but it sometimes I disguise language it language gets the, yeah in. yeah <laughs> I, I
1: try to do yeah. <laughs>
0: Can I, uh, and again, uh, we can stop talking about any of this when it gets too personal, but I, 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 I am interested in the idea of how you guys met. Did you know straight away that yeah. it was,
1: well, no, 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 no. I met her in Australia and, uh, she's an American. She was living in Australia and I knew, uh, she had a boyfriend and I just, so I stayed friends with her uh-huh. and I, when I first met her, I'm like, wow, that girl's hot and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, everything. And then they're like, oh yeah, she's got a boyfriend. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. But she, I would see her at this cafe that I go to all the time in Bondi. And um, and I, so I just made a friendly relationship with her and I had to do some photo shoot and I asked her to do the, I needed to get some clothes for it and she went and did it because she was a fashion stylist. And one day she called me a couple years later and was like, my boyfriend and I broke up and I was like ding, 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 ding. And she was like, I got a puppy, you wanna see it? And I was like, of course I do. And I just, And just from there, it just started. uh, So
0: do you think it was advantageous, uh, the fact that you met where you had to form a friendship first? Do you think the nature of your relationship might've been different if like, you
1: know, you just both, both been single and like- I I don't know. I don't know. I knew like day one, like when she broke up with her boyfriend, like our first date, I'm like, I'm going to marry this girl. Right. I just knew like it was, and Uh everyone said it was too easy. Right. It was too easy. It was the most accommodating thing in the world. Like someone's just going, here's your whole life for you. I will take care of everything. And in return, I felt like, well, I'll do the same for you. It was just, when people say it's easy, I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. It was easy. It was easy. You know, she just, everything was like, how can I make, where every other girl was like, what can you do for me? This girl was like, what can I do for you? And made me go, oh, what can I do for you? So, like, and
0: were you open to that straight away? Like, were you open yeah, to that idea? Because you're a or- guy who, like, you know, you travel around the world. You like, you know, you like your own life. Like, you've set up as you were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, you live in a area of the world that you enjoy living in. You yeah. try to live a life that you enjoy. Were you open to the idea of like?
1: I had gotten over all the like crazy, you know, like I've, you yeah. know, geez, I've. Uh, t- I've I've been a bad boy and uh, <laughs> I've, I've gotten around and uh, and I was just kind of sick. I was like, how much of this can I do? I've I've done it enough and I've and uh, and it gets all and that's why I like even now you know I'll see girls and be like, wow, she's hot and I'm like, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna wake up and have a nightmare on my hands, you know, or so blah. I just I'm I'm done as you get older, I think you just take less and less risk. And you're like, I'm, I'm not taking any more risk in that, in that category. There's certain things where it's the same thing with me. And like, I do a lot of crazy shit, like run marathons and climb stuff. And you know, people be like, Hey, do you want to go fucking parachute out? Like on 4th of July, they want me to parachute. And with 200 naked women for this promotional thing for breast cancer. And I was like, no, right. I don't want to. Cause you, I, I've jumped. Uh, yeah, I've jumped. Yeah, <laughs> a, i have jumped i have ai hate breast cancer. Um, um I've jumped out of airplanes before. I don't want a guy packing my chute that's looking at naked women. Uh, I mean just, that is a good point. There's like a lot of risk involved. I'm not no no need for risk. So there's certain things. So like fucking strange women and all these not even strange women, but just like random girls or right. having like short dating experience. It's too much risk. I'm done with it. I and I like the whole idea of like coming home to the same person. It's weird, but I so, did So, how long then, in
0: between... Oh, I'm getting you know, divorced in two years. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 how long until she gets sick of you and goes? you? <laughs> um, no, how long in between you going on your first date and you popping the question then? How long a period of
1: time has that been? You know what's weird? We, there was no, like, popping the question. It was more like we were dating, and so quickly we just... She moved back from Australia to America. She got a house, like, three blocks down the street from me in Venice. You know, we practically lived together right away. I, she was at her place, I was at mine, but we'd spend every night together if I wasn't traveling. Um, she had a dog, I had a dog. It's like they became like it was like having kids. It was like the Brady Bunch and our kids. Yeah, sure. and, you had and a mixed then dog family. Yeah, and yeah. then. Uh, <laughs> And then it was just like it just kind of went into oh we're ready to have kids now, and uh, her that's when the dad and the chopping wood and you know, and then I thought I thought once I got her pregnant and uh, I was like it, I was like you know I want to have kids right away like I want right. to have kids now but so I I would have been like cool kids, but then I got this I felt bad for as much as I don't care. I felt bad for my parents and her parents that they would have to say to people, oh, yeah, Lauren, you know, she's got a baby. And our kid, and they're like, oh, when did she get married? And they're like, she didn't. And not, right. I don't give a shit about yeah, any yeah. of that I stuff. Know. But I know that's important in their life. Right. And that's going to put them in a bad position. And I was like, I'll fucking do this dumb ceremony just so that they don't have embarrassment. But that's a... Beautiful insight that you have just
0: made there that I don't think a lot of people sometimes... I think sometimes in this world, people do things despite the fact that they don't lose anything out of or it would make someone else happy, that sort of thing. <laughs> like, you've chosen to go, well, I'm not really into this, but I know that it will stop, like, people love having yeah. this, like, yeah. Yeah, it's a, important to them.
1: It's kind of a, What it, I think it's John Stuart Mill, utilitarianism. Right. It's uh, the greatest good for the greatest amount of people. And it's like... It, the only thing it's doing for me, I mean, I don't like the, the, the whole build up to this wedding and the hoops I've had to jump through and the papers I've had to sign and all the fucking red tape. It, she's been really good about it. So I don't have to deal with it, uh-huh. but it just has been, it's a lot of crap. Like I had to go meet with the minister and he started asking me questions. He's, like what sort of questions? Cause he wanted to write his kind of. Uh, about s- knowing you guys. And he was asking me questions like, what, "What do you, what do you, you know, what do you like most about Lauren?" And I was like, "Her sweet <laughs> vag." You know, like I'm, I just was like, "Dude, just say, do you promise to love, honor, right. respect till death?" Oh, you're married, but. And oh, I, you
0: could give him your credits.
1: Yeah, you could just. <laughs> you might have seen that next. This, uh, this, group. Group. <laughs> this guy got booed off BET's Comedy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So it was that, like. I just didn't want to go through that shit. And, but if I can suck it up so all these other people are happy, I'll do it. Like, di- I don't think I'm going to feel any differently two weeks from now than I do now. I don't... I think it'll be... Oh, oh now I'm legally bound to you. I mean, I actually think that puts actually a little bit of stress on the relationship. You do? A little bit. A little bit. Um, because, uh, I don't know, but I hear this thing about... It makes you work through some bad times because you go, look, it's so much trouble. It's like it's like my house. Like, right now, she wants to buy a house. And I, I love my little house that I have down in Venice. Uh-huh. And I probably love it just because I don't want to move. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, that's I think right. probably a lot of marriages stay together because the guy's like, they're like, oh, gosh. I don't want to go through this divorce shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would never get divorced because of that. <laughs> right. I mean, I am not good with like <laughs> <laughs> sitting down and doing all that. It's really funny, man.
0: It's really funny.
1: Um, so, it's what, funny. so when are you getting married?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Never. Never. I don't You'll think never so. know. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I would have no problem with it. Like you know, if someone I was with
1: yeah. was like, hey. You know, I really want to get married. That's, I don't like, think, important to them. Yeah, I
0: don't think I would have a problem Yeah, but,
1: with you them. know, that's like, if somebody said to me, I think it's really important that you believe in God, I'd be like, it's not going to fucking happen. You know, I'm not going to... It You can't change my belief system. And that's right. kind of how I felt. Although, God is imaginary and marriage isn't. Right, true. So. Well, that's how I felt, though, about the marriage thing. I was like, it is kind of imaginary and it is kind of bullshit and it's not necessary. And why... My whole life is simplicity, and why are you gonna make me do things? Like, I did everything I was told to do. My dad was a bit, not military, but when I grew up, it was, uh, had to have your hair short, had to, you know, clean shape, had to walk upright, had to do this, always wore suit, you know, suit to church on Sundays, and just very proper, very proper, and he was, I grew up like a country club brat, like always at a country club, and I was always in trouble there to the point where I couldn't even go there he's like I heard you did this I heard you did this I and I was like I'm just not gonna be around and I just had to get away from all of that and so I've always been like a bit of like I want to do the least amount of things that I'm told to do as possible
0: okay, yeah, sure. you know
1: like I like it when I go to a country and I didn't fill out my visa <laughs> you know, and I somehow got in. Has that... Really oh, yeah, happened? yeah. There's been stuff where, like, I've gone to... The, I've performed in the UK, and, like, while I land, my agent's like, I forgot to fill out your visa. And I was like, the fuck am I going to do? And he's like, just don't say anything. Just do your gigs and blah, blah, and then, I, and then I came back, and I was like... Actually, I probably shouldn't be talking about that on here, but... um, Yeah. No, you didn't uh, do this.
0: This is a fictional... Yeah, yeah. yeah this this is never a, happened. This is a joke. Let's not and, talk
1: about this anymore. But... Yeah. but <laughs> But shit like that like i i love when i get around when people are so such sticklers for rules and i by the around. way
0: it would be the most terrible luck of all time if you were going into a country particularly you know if to you're going to the united kingdom and they stop you at the border and say look we were listening to your episode of Fofop," and
1: like you i mean great know. for the
0: podcast i know two, don't get me wrong great i know for the two podcast. guys that
1: have been turned around three actually turned around uh and one of them just had no idea that he needed a visa. And, oh, I'm well, that's like, got. and he got there and he was all like, they're like, yeah. what are you here to do? He's like, I'm doing a gig. Yeah, And they were like, they're really, really?" You really? Do you have some papers? And they were like, see ya, and put them right back right. on the plane. Because we
0: have a no idiots allowed in yeah, policy. Yeah, that's
1: pretty much. I one time flew to Australia and lost my passport on the plane. What? How do you do that? I thought somebody stole it. Well, they must have, right? Or, or? It was like, I was having a panic attack and I talked to like the flight manager and he goes... I hate to tell you this. He's, I'm like, what am I gonna do? He's like, I hate to tell you this, but they're probably gonna turn you around. And at the time, I was having a lot of trouble flying. I was like, you can't put me back on a plane. I was like, I'll, I'll start killing people. Right. I'll start murdering people. That doesn't you, help though. You can I know, but <laughs> don't,
0: don't say that. But that I was like, help.
1: can't you just keep me for like right. in a room? Ru- I can't get back on a plane for 15 hours. And uh, he's like, I'm sorry, that's what they do. And I was like. All right, everybody on this plane, <laughs> we need to find this passport. <laughs> and uh, and they found it. It was like four rows behind me. What, it must have gone falling got, on the floor, and, and then just people just kept backwards. kicking it back. And uh, and the guy that it was under was sleeping, and you know, on like some fucking hardcore sleeping drugs, and didn't didn't look for it. And uh, I was just like, oh, this would have been awful, awful.
0: I mean, that's one of the things that people don't understand about because a lot of the time when you're touring to places. You don't necessarily have a visa for the whole time to be there. You might have a visa for like going to a
1: festival or going to a specific thing.
0: And you know, about 15 people have been involved in that process. And somebody
1: might have fucked something up. I've had some little fuck ups, weird shit where it's like they had to extend the visa. And then like, I I went in one day and they said, listen, we're closed tomorrow because of public holiday. But that's when you have to come because that's when your visa ends. So technically, you're gonna be here, past your visa, but I okayed it, but you're gonna have to write a letter explaining why this happened. Then you write the letter and they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. What are you and talking you're like, about? oh fuck. And you're like, oh great, you just ruined my chance of ever getting into a country again. I have, um, uh, every time I come into America,
0: they always ask me to tell them a joke. Oh. Like always. And it's always like one of those things where you're like, is this a test that I am a comedian? Like, because I've written it down there. Like, if I don't tell you a joke, are you going to be like, well, you don't know any jokes. Fuck off. Or like, oh, I'm like, that is just, but I guess maybe in that situation,
1: because I, I had a major. They're worked, bored. Right. They're, they're bored. They're fucking be, with people. Their job right? is awful. They're bored and they fuck with people, yeah. right? I had a guy in Australia. I, I got guy. there just last time I went. He goes, yes. oh. He goes, I thought he knew he goes oh you're a comedian yeah and I was like oh yeah you know yeah. and he was I was like how'd you know and he goes you wrote it down right here right <laughs> and I was like oh
0: well that is a good way to know though because I've had
1: it a bunch of times where not in America I never get recognized but in Australia I'll come through and they're like oh hey it's you and I'm like no one knows my name but they're always like it's you yeah and uh and then you get that like a little bit of preferential treatment you know they're like hey and uh but America, they're always like, "Fuck off." Yeah. That's an interesting
0: thing because, like, people in Australia in particular might not understand this, but like, because you've been coming to Australia so regularly, you have like, you know, like people in Australia do recognize you, yeah. yeah, quite a lot. Not to the like, as in,
1: not as much here in the U.S. No, the U.S. Is that
0: a weird thing for you to have that? You know, the
1: U.S. The only place I ever get recognized is in comedy circles, right? Or weird. My podcast is weirdly popular. That like. I was walking down the street one day, and three guys got down on their knees and started going, uh, "We're not worthy. We're not worthy." And I'm like, "Huh?" And they're like, "Talking shit, talking right. shit." And I was like, "How do you know what I look like? It's a, it's a, you know, a podcast, right?" And but if they're loyal fans, like if they, they love know, it that much, uh, yeah. they've done some investigation. But I was like, "You, <laughs> you like my podcast that much?" And, right. and I'm always amazed by it. But you know. It's probably what keeps us doing it. I've done 270 episodes or something, and that's probably why. Because they are, die- the fans are diehards. It's not like, it's not like the exposure, when I hang out with like one of my famous friends in America, it's like, really, are you that? Like, like we're walking down the, like we can't walk down the street. Like, you're that famous. And then, uh, I just, I don't, I, I've never, I, I experienced it for like a day. After I did Last Comic Standing. Right. The day I got kicked off, I forgot that like 14 million people watched that show that night. Yeah, And I would like everything from I got into the the car service I got into the next day, the guy's like, hey, uh, you know, I thought you should have won to the guy at the airport carrying my bags to like people on the plane. And I was like, this is what happens when you're this famous. Right. Except for actual
0: fame, like for famous, famous people. That... Effect happens every, every day. day, every day, and this was just—it's like every day they were on the final of last, last comic stand. <laughs> yeah, this
1: ended like four days later. Yeah,
0: because you were top of mind for a minute.
1: Yeah, it, exactly. And then the next week, it was like you're out. Yeah, whoever's still on the show. Yeah, and and it's also it's a fame like it's 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 a weird. I think shows like that, it's a weird kind of fame that's like ultra famous because like somebody like Christopher Walken. It happens every day of his life, so people aren't going to be like, holy shit, it's Christopher Walken. Right. But because somebody's newly famous, you can go after them.
0: Oh, well, he used to be one of us. Yeah, I yeah mean, yeah. A few weeks ago, yeah, he was one of us. So we have every he right... He would have been
1: excited to see a famous right. person. We are okay to go fuck with him as yeah, much as we want. Of course. Yeah, whereas you're not going to. You see Val Kilmer. I get it like that. I see him in my bank, and I'm like... And Kilmer. You know, the bank, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like. What's Val Kilmer like at the bank, Yeah, by the way? Fat and slobby. Right. He, yeah, he looked I less I feel like that's thumb. like where
0: yeah. he is, is at everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I watched the um, final episode of Did You Ever Watch Life Is Short? The Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. No, I, 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 I watch
1: a lot of his <laughs> stuff and I never watched that. The one with. The, I, I think I might have watched a little bit of it. Right. So essentially, like, one
0: of the main plot points was like the dude who was the, you know, the talent agent and, you know, who'd been in Willow and, you know, all those films like so eventually in this like final episode which is the final episode they've ever done like Val Kilmer comes back to try to make like Willow 2 with him Okay, but and it's really really funny but in that way that you're still not sure if Val Kilmer's in on the joke or not
1: oh wow like
0: you know in that way you were going either he's a genius who understands why people mock him and he's beautifully playing that yeah yeah or they've just gone Bevel Kilmer and he's not quite in the same way as when Gary Busey was yeah I was on, just thinking Gary Busey uh, Celebrity Rehab or whatever yeah. it was and thought he was there to help not
1: well a friend of mine a friend of mine who does my podcast all the time uh, Adam De La Penna did, uh, did a show called I'm with Busey oh and it was a Comedy Central show weirdly it, it, the funny thing is we're friends because I had a pilot on Comedy Central that didn't get picked up and his show did Right. And all the same people worked on my show that worked on his show. And they're like, we're, we're shooting another show, too, right, right now. And I heard the name. I'm like, "Like that's going to get picked up. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, that one did and I didn't. But it was just his pitch. He told me his pitch. He went in. He goes, so they're like, so what is it? He was like a nobody at the time. Adam was. He was a writer for The Man Show or something. Mm. He goes, "Um, so I'm obsessed with Gary Busey. And... Uh, so I'm going to make friends with him and I'm going to follow him around and he's going to do crazy shit with me. And I'm just going to like, we're going to say, hey, let's do this and then we're going to do it. And they were like, done, the, that's show. the show. And it was
0: scary. Here's a giant novelty check we pre-prepared. Because Gary Busey was fucking crazy. But he is and,
1: crazy though. And he'd be like, hey man, here's what we're going to do. Um, there's this cliff right off the side of my house here in Malibu and we're going to tie a rope and I'm just going to hang off the rope for a while. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you and I will sit there and we'll hang off that rope and we'll just see what happens. And Adam was like, okay, uh, so we're going to get stuntmen to, to hang off the rope? No, man. It's just going to be you and me, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's a genius show. I can see my how... God, of course. Because I know people like that where it's just like... Like Jason from my podcast right. was like that where anything we did with him was funny. He left our show and... and and he was like, "I can do my own show." I'm like, "You can't, right? Because you don't understand what makes you funny."
0: Sometimes, like, also, it's about being part of the mix. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't necessarily need to see everyone go, like, uh, solo themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I would say the Hulk. The Hulk always great when he's in an ensemble movie. Always steals the show, right? But you
1: just don't want to see the Hulk by himself. Well, I did because thing. I hate the Avengers. Because oh, hang on, Here we it go. was like a lot of foreplay. Ooh, it was, what do you mean by that? But what I mean is they didn't need to call any of them. They just needed the Hulk. Right. He came in at the yeah. end and just was like, oh, sure. really? Where's Loki? Bam, 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 bam. Done. But if, but it's, he's, he's untrustworthy, the Hulk. I know, but... like he,
0: The Hulk's like one of those genius comedians who, like, when he kills, he kills. But yeah. a lot of the time, yeah. just doesn't even rock up. Rick Shapiro. Fleety. <laughs> the Hulk is... <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Hulk smashed. No, the but, but the Hulk was... It, that really pissed me off. Right. Because I thought it needed to it show... Thor's a that god. Thor's it, so it a god with a magic hammer. Yeah, like, which is a little weird, because if he can, if he's a god, he can kind of, like, whip up a... Spe- you know, like... I would have liked this scene more of a concerted effort. Like... Everybody kind of worked together. I felt like they were down. all just chiseling away. Right. And then in came the Hulk and was like, Let me finish the fucking job you guys all couldn't do. And bam, 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 and it was done. It was like, he's so much better than all of them. Right. So it was like, couldn't you make him equal? Like why did he have to why did he have to be so supreme to them all? Then you make me feel like they're all waste. Right, but yeah, but the Hulk's uh, weakness is in his mind. Yeah, you and, know. Then, and early then they, on in the movie, he was a little rapey. And he yeah. can't trust that guy. And then they go on to make more of them, yeah. and they make all these like Iron Man three, and he's got to save the world. And you're like, why do not you call you all your buddies? Remember, you know these guys, the Avengers. Right. And why are you doing this by yourself? Why is there any peril? Remember, you know all these other guys, and I'm sure the way they are, they know everything that's going on around the world because that's their job. But they have their own issues. Yeah, well, what Thor was fighting Loki
0: yeah. on another, another planet—that's understandable. And, and the Hulk, Bruce Banner doesn't like being the Hulk. You oh, know, that makes sense. That so makes he's sense. off, you know, like hiding in India did they, again. Did, did in they did they see that in Iron of, Man Three? Is that what the story was? Well, they didn't acknowledge it, but there was like the whole in Iron Man Three. There was a lot about how traumatized like Iron Man had been since what happened in the New Avengers, York, right? So <laughs> you know,
1: there was a little. See, I couldn't see it because I was upset. I was like, you can't go solo it's like david lee roth you, you can't go out on your own after you and van halen you, know, like, you just don't leave you don't leave the band and you know, call up you fucking, you need a good guitarist eddie's available they'll be back though i mean after
0: a few sequels in between they'll be back the avengers too so that's you know they'll be there
1: yeah, I'm sure of it. They're coming. It makes millions, billion, yeah. billions.
0: What do you What do you like? What if you're like if you're going to see a movie? Are you a superhero guy? Or no, I'm weirdly. I
1: like really weird, independent films, like, like as dark as they can get. I mean, a lot of times, if I'm in a happy place in my life, I can see a dark film. But if I'm in a bad place, I don't want to see dark shit. Um, but I can't stand action films. And I, I, I can, if it's done so well, I enjoy it. If it's done so well. Like, I enjoyed The Avengers. I right. enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't... Oh, that blew. Every once in a while, a movie blows me away that's, like, high budget and just blows me the fuck away. You know, but I'm like... It will have to be a film like Braveheart blew me away or... Um, what's the movie that I thought was, like, the best mo- The South African film, um, District... District Nine. Uh, District Nine. Yeah, that was. I think that's like one District of the greatest. District Twelve, just, that, uh, Whatever. I District thought it was like 9. one of the greatest films I'd ever seen. Right. I'm like that's just. That was a good film though. Phenomenal. I did phenomenal. Like, so creative good and good stuff like that. But, but as far as like any block, but like taking Channing, Channing Tatum taking over the White House, I'd I'd rather sit in my toilet and, uh, you know, read a magazine for twelve hours than go see that. <laughs> you could you couldn't pay me to go sit and watch that movie.
0: <laughs> Did you have you uh, done any movies? Have you ever like done like because you know movie acting and like being. A movie I've done the I've done little is, like, stuff thing? like
1: little stuff friends stuff. No one's ever asked me to be. I've got friends that are like massive directors now. Yeah, like massive okay. directing the biggest films, and I'm like hello hello I'm over here. Is it because they know you won't go to Hollywood? <laughs> um, possible. <Is> it- <laughs> I think. I wonder if it's like he'd, <laughs> be, like he'd be a pain in the ass on the set. Right. Um, but honestly, when I do get to sets, I'm an angel. I, I shut my mouth because I'm so, not inexperienced, but I don't want to rock the boat because I would like to do, I say this and every, then every time I'm on a set, like I just did Jim sitcom and when I was on it, I kept calling my fiance going, if I ever agree to do one of these again, remind me how much i hate it
0: because of the boring waiting
1: around it's so boring oh my god it's boring it's the worst thing it's ever so boring it's so boring and I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this and probably if you have any actors that listen if you're just acting as yourself i think it's the easiest fucking job in the world okay right in sure. the world i mean like daniel day lewis playing lincoln that's amazing yeah or you know somebody playing a retard or something like that it awesome <laughs> like fucking great incredible sure even even something like I'm watching Breaking Bad and watching Aaron Aaron Paul or whatever his name is, the, the scene after he was like his face was all beaten in. Amazing. Like that's great acting. I couldn't do that. You huh. know, but doing comedy where I'm just talking to a but there's a movie you might know it's Snowtown. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I watched the film, I'm like, these actors are phenomenal. They're all amazing. I'm like, did they all go to NIDA? I'm like they must all, and I'm like, how do I not know these actors? They're mi- oh, they're all going to be like nominated for Academy Awards, and then I read on Wikipedia they found them in the mall. Yeah, and I was like, and then I saw Stanhope one day after I had said it a million times. Stanhope was saw had seen the film and Twittered, and he said, "Hey, every one of you that's won an Academy Award, watch Snowtown and give it back." <laughs> <laughs> like
0: these nobodies. Right. Like, but, but that's there's something in. I mean you'd be interested to see what they are capable of doing or outside yeah. because you know as you're saying if, if, if you just cast people right yeah. and you
1: say be yourself yeah. then of course people can probably do that to a certain yeah. extent it was but, but it was mind blowing how when I watched that film I got so into it because I'm like so eerily weird, like how real they all are. I'll tell
0: you an interesting thing, and I have spoken about this a little on the podcast before, but we were speaking before uh, we uh, started recording about uh, being in Fairbanks, Alaska. And when I was there, uh, the local school was doing a uh, stand-up comedy night. So all these kids, 13 to 15, like for their kind of speech class, uh, their assignment had been to like a writer stand-up set and like they were going to perform it. And that's how they'd be judged for their speech class. And so because I was the touring comedian in town that week, they invited me down to the school and they all did their acts for me like in a classroom and I would just give them like feedback or whatever. But the interesting thing about it was there were more different perspectives and different voices, you know, then in you comedy. See, then, you we, in, then you see here and you see in know, any like open mic here. Right. Because right. everyone here in an open mic in particular is doing... It's, we go on this really interesting journey, I think, as comedians a lot of the time, which is at the start, like these kids, they are just being natural. Like one dude's talking about, like, you know, some dark shit. The next kid's talking about bullies right, in school. Right. The next one's talking about... doesn't matter.
1: I had a manager once who said, when he takes on a client, the first thing he does is he says let me see your first five minutes. Right, And they go, why? And he goes, it was shit. And he goes, but let me see it because that's what made you think you were funny. Yeah, And he goes, the stuff you were talking about is probably so weird and didn't work, but now that you're good, you can make you it can work. You can make it work. Yeah. That would be your individual voice and perspective. Sure, sure. Right. and And... The comedians that absolutely end up doing well, it's because they have a point of view, and I always think I don't. That's my problem that I don't have a point of view, and I'm like, there's no point of view within me that's any different than anyone else's, and, um, but I look at guys that have these like phenomenal, phenomenal points of view that I'm like, well, where does that come from, you know, like. I always look at myself like I'm just a horrible, watered down version of like Stan Hope and, you know, Louie and David, all the comics I looked up to. And no, I, I'm. See,
0: just- I don't know about that. Like, I mean, I love, like, and I think it'll be really interesting to see what effect, like, being married in this stage of your life also has on your
1: work. Oh, it's going to ruin me.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> I
1: really do. I'm worried about
0: that. No, 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 because I think that, like, some of the shit you were talking about today, like, even that idea of, like, you know, and I know you're starting to talk about some of this stuff in your work because I saw you do a set the other night and some of these themes were in it anyway. But that idea of like doing something for someone else and the sacrifices yeah. you're making that balance out your opinions on things. Yeah. Like, you know, that sort of thing of going, you can still have your firm opinion on something, but also, like, you know, kind of. Open yourself to the audience that like you're also a guy who makes compromises in a situation because I think that's a really legitimate like thing that people resonate with because a lot of people do that you do yeah. something for someone else sure but you don't see that theme explored a lot in comedy and no I in think comedy a totally it's really unique a, idea
1: I have this thing about L.A. especially that when I walk in a comedy club I want to have a giant bell and anytime I hear a comic on stage talk about gay people or gay anything gay right. I want to ring the bell because I feel like it's like everybody in their act has to talk about, and I'm like, I, I never look at gay people like they're gay. I, I look at it like whatever, everybody does so many different things in the fucking bedroom. Oh my God. That there's everybody. so that there's no way to and it's categorize like... There's gay people and there's straight people. I'm so like,
0: It's like my thing with like when you hear someone say, look, you know, a man having
1: sex with another man is disgusting. Yeah. You're like, it's all disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Stop yeah, pretending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do a bit about that. I always Stop say... Stop pretending that it's all disgusting. I always totally say, disgusting. I go, I would go gay if it wasn't for the right. ass fucking. I said, because I can't even take a finger. And mm. I said, it, it's... And I go, and I don't like fucking girls in the ass. There's poo in there. Right. I don't enjoy the asshole. It's not one of my... I'm I'm a weird kind of hygiene kind of guy when it comes to stuff like I that. I feel
0: like not sticking parts of your body in poo is a fine
1: thing to say. And uh in general and like whatever I, if the they're the gay, ground, friend, All, all gay friends are like I don't I don't fucking go in there either. They're oh. like I just do th-. And so Yeah, it's not and, but, and
0: that's a really interesting thing to say because there is no sort of like you know, it's not like in a gay relationship everyone does exactly yeah, the same thing right. in, like, so, a so to even
1: talk about it It's just, when I hear comics doing it, it's like saying, men do this and women do this. And I'm like, can we please just stop talking?
0: You know what? I think you're absolutely right. And and, because I have noticed this myself, because like in the past, particularly with Australia's attitude to like gay marriage and stuff, like I used to have... Like a lot of like gay marriage material, and the funny thing is that when I came over here, in particular, but also in Australia a bit now as well, everyone's kind of because it's top of mind. It, yeah, yeah, I talk about it because everybody, it everybody top, yeah. talking about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so it is that sort of thing of going like sometimes shit that wasn't. Like hacky, if you know what I mean. Like, you know the first person who talked about midgets or whatever probably yeah, had some yeah, really yeah, funny original yeah, yeah, take yeah, on it. Yeah. But but it's the fifty yeah, copies yeah, yeah. that is a the thousand. A hundred thousand. To the point where sometimes even the person who did the original bit has to stop doing that bit because it would seem hacky, you know, because everyone else made it hacky, if you know
1: what I mean. I interviewed a guy for a documentary in South Africa who said he ran the South African Comedy Festival and he said He goes, I get a billion tapes. This is way back when. He said, I get a billion tapes of people going, George Bush is an asshole and the crowd cheers. "Ah, How hard is it to fucking... And he goes, I'm looking for the one guy that gets on stage and says, I love George Bush and, and, and George Bush is great. And he goes, and then does a joke about why... And that's what I did. And he goes, you know, that's why he goes, I found you. Because my thing was... If everybody's going this way i want to go the opposite that's right. why when i talk about gay marriage I, it's easy to get on stage and go hey i'm i'm a, i'm for gay marriage who's not that speaks in public like right. when's the last time a guy came on and bashed gays on stage no so i will i mean it's a fair point like you know you're in an arts club yeah you know yeah watching art exactly like so it's, i go it's a safe on space for so for fun i go on and I go, i'm completely uh, against gay uh, marriage sure. and and just as i would go and my point of view on George Bush was, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't pay attention to politics. It's not part of my life. It's never really, whoever's president has never had anything really to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, because I don't believe that my vote actually has that much of a difference. Because I believe in the corporate interest of everything. And that it's all fucking, you know, I can get into this, but special interest and everything. So what's really important to me, it's, it's fucking tabloid stuff to me. So who's funnier? Is important to me mm-hmm. I want the funnier guy to be president sure so that I can make fun of him um, but if I was like I always say if I were to hang around with like George Bush I hasn't I'm,
0: been good for the economy but he's been great for my economy <laughs>
1: if, if, if I had a choice to hang out with say George Bush or uh, Barack Obama I really think I'd probably rather hang out with Bush hmm, interesting because I think I could get in more trouble with him. Right. I think he'd go around and, like, you could get him to fall off the wagon and be like, let's go smash some mailboxes.
0: I feel like it would depend on whether anyone would ever find out about it. Yeah. Because I feel like you're absolutely right on the instincts of, like... You know, you'd probably better get it fucked up and do some yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, with George yeah, Bush. crazy shit. But I kind of feel like if no one was ever going to find yeah, out Obama would it, do Obama it, it. Obama would get up to some. Yeah, I mean, he
1: partied at college. Yeah, and but stuff. you can I feel like. But you can kind of see. He called Jay Z. As it's much like, as you I know, think, be a party, yeah, and I think Bush was a total douchebag. Right. But I think yeah, yeah. But Obama would do the, the 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 yeah. I go to this nightclub. We're gonna go to this club. It's, right. re, there's a good DJ. Bush would be like. I know this place in the woods. Sure. <laughs> they're, sure. ma- they're making moonshine. Yeah. Sure. You might see someone get killed. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm going to have a story right. after hanging out with... Obama, you're going to be like, oh, that was a nice night. You right. know, I would have taken a date on that night. Yeah. We're bullish. You're going to have... So that was my right. perspective on it. And it was just like, <laughs> fuck. You know, like, I, I, I just... It's so hard to have a point of view. It's so... but, it's, but isn't the whole point of having your point of view... That your point of view has to be what your point of point view really is. is. Correct. Like, like I mean, po- a lot of my the time is that I think my point of view is generic. But and I'm like, but isn't like, could you not look
0: at that the other way? Sorry, I'm not like meaning to, but because I find, you know. I found a lot of what you've said today really, really interesting, and I think it re- would resonate a lot with a lot of people because I think that all the things you're talking about—the compromises, the you know what you are and what you were and what you want to be—and yet what you know—all those sort of balances they such interest. Everyone goes through those struggles. Yeah. I don't think it is generic. I think it's
1: universal, yeah. and I
0: just think your perspective on it, like people will sit there and go, "Well, that's not exactly how it happened for me," but I know the exact. But same have you thing ever felt there.
1: like this? There are times when I'm on stage and I'm giving off my point of view, which is my real honest point of view. And it's not going great. It's it's not going well at all. And I'm starting to think, oh, this is only my point of view. And no one else thinks like me. And not only do they not think like me, they don't find what I think interesting. (laughs) Like They're like, oh, you have this really radical point of view that not only is it radical... We don't enjoy it. Right. And we don't see any merit in it. uh -uh. And we don't think we deserve an opinion. (laughs) And that's how I feel on stage. Right. I'm like... Well, that is... I mean, I can understand how that will put you off. I go for that. That's the struggle 90% of the time. Where I'm like, I think I got a really good fucking point here. Right. And that everybody should be going, hey, this guy's right. Like, like I'll see Stanhope. And he'll be in like, you know... His audience finds him. They oh, all go, Absolutely, this guy's point of view is so unique and he's he believes and same with Jim Jeffries. He believes what we all believe. And, and and it's a niche market as big as they are sure it's still a very small niche of people like oh no, no you look and at it's a very specific I mean, I mean, if, audience I mean they're both atheists and in America you've only got like you know eight percent of America and I, I'm off on that statistic probably is atheist yep. so they're already pulling from a very small percentage of people but yet all those people have gone to them and I'm like where's my niche that right. also thinks like me oh they don't oh I'm the I'm the only one. <laughs> like no one thinks uh, these things. That's a. Uh, I mean, that is a good point. Maybe you should keep them all to yourself. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what I'm starting. I'm starting to think I'm a sociopath. I think sometimes though, it's those little moments or whatever they are, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I was trying to do that thing of going, "What's the most honest thing that I could talk about on stage?" And sometimes you think that's got to be like some big fucking deal, right? But I've got this thing about how sometimes, for reasons unbeknownst to me. I sometimes try to control birds. Like if there's birds around, like I would just sit there and see if I can control them. Like, and I don't think that I can control birds. I don't like think, but I don't know why. But I do it. Do you mean
1: women way. or birds? No, I mean like birds. Actual birds. I've tried that with things. like try to tele- telepathically. Right, no, just to see if you can. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, like, I've tried it with my dogs. I've tried all kinds of stuff like that, and I'm like, no, doesn't fucking work. Right, doesn't work. So, but the interesting thing. But I- it did happen once with a retarded kid. I swear to God, I had this experience where I'm like, he knows, he knows what I'm thinking, and there's been there's there's things about like, Prevenza told me this thing once about where there's these people that believe this whole thing about like developmentally delayed children or blah 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 that they actually have like a sixth sense, and right. I had this. They thing. They were just watching the X Men movies, were they? Well, I was having this thing with this kid. I'm like, and I was starting to get scared. I'm right. like, he knows what I'm thinking. And he knows I'm thinking that I was really high at the time. Right, that but, may
0: be. But hot ingredient of in yeah, the story. Yeah, I forgot
1: to mention. That. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a really bad experience. Right. I probably shouldn't talk about
0: yeah, it. Yeah, that was. The, he probably tells it very differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to remember the time that, yeah. despite the struggles I've already had to overcome, yeah, yeah. that really high guy just yeah, stared at yeah, me yeah, like yeah. we were.
1: <laughs> yeah. We just stared <laughs> back and forth at each other. Yeah. It was, it was... He's like, please never leave me around that guy again. No. Well, his mother was with him to make sure.
0: Um. <laughs> hey, uh, Eddie, if your podcast is called uh, Talkin' Shit. Talkin' Shit. Talkin On iTunes, shit. it's Talkin's Hit. Talkin's. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, because they
1: won't let us have shit. They won't let you
0: say shit, right? No. Do you know what the rules of... I- what are the rules? Because I... Because I took over the podcast, because I was uh, in it, but I never Charlie, had to do any so, of that stuff.
1: Oh, God. and so
0: I am it, always guessing when it in comes. In the beginning, to... it was a
1: nightmare, and it just happened a week ago too. They, they threw us off. We've now been thrown off iTunes three times. I've been banned from the internet three times, and I said, "Banned from the internet." Banned from the internet. I'm like, I watched a horse. I watched internet. a horse fuck a guy to death on the internet. What do you to mean to death? Yeah, go two guys, one horse. I'm, I'm no, gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, two guys, one horse. And it's a video, it's a clip from a documentary film where there's this, it's a crazy story. There's a bestiality farm in Washington. You don't need to tell me it's a crazy story. No, the, but the crazy part, wait till you hear how crazy okay. it is. Okay, oh, here we go. There's a bestiality farm in Washington where these people fly in to go fuck animals. And this guy went there oh. and had a horse fuck him in the ass and he died. It ruptured his colon, he died. The clip is on the internet right. it's been passed around a million times. I've seen it. That is still on the internet. You know what? My podcast. That is offer. certainly um, something
0: that you'd be more worried about your mum seeing than her downloading your podcast. Exactly. <laughs> oh my exactly. god! Can you imagine having to break that to like someone's family? Like the bad. The, firstly, the bad news is your son is dead. Yeah. The, the now, so yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's do, not the worst part. Do you have YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see it? Um, um, wow. So, uh, but it, anyway, the, the the weird part of the story oh my God, is really? the farm was owned by a guy I went to high school with. No way! Swear to God. How creepy is that? Wow. Yeah. It was, it was, so it was, you don't even have the most interesting love story at the reunion. Not even close, <laughs> not even close. There's so many more than me. I, I, I said, like I'm in shape for a comedian okay. when right. I do all these fucking, I do this shit called CrossFit and I, t- you know, I was like competitive level for a while. There's a comedian that's better than me at CrossFit. Like I'm not even the most, like everything, <laughs> I, in, in small niches, I can't even be the best of anything. I, it's awful. <gasps> It's, there's always, like, surfing, I surf, I'm, very few comedians surf. Daniel Tosh surfs a thousand times better than me. You know, like, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's like, oh, you can't just have the number one TV show on? You've got to be a better surfer than me, too. Can I have something? Can I have something? Can I be the best surfing comedian? Like, do you have to... <clears throat>
0: I love the idea of that's what you should call your book. Can I have something? The Eddie Ift story. Just, Just something. One fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I'll call this episode, Can I Have Something? <laughs> uh,
0: Eddie Ift, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's Where can people me. find uh, you also on the internet? Uh,
1: EddieIft.com, but it's under construction right now. Really, it is. It'll be done in about a week. All right. Uh, well, this, is, this will be... It'll probably okay. launch at about the same time. What about gigs and stuff? You know, um, I'm in Vegas all this week. Uh at the improv and then next week I'm getting married you can come there and uh how funny would that be if I I mean that would be my like the greatest thing I right. ever pulled if I invited all the talking shit fans to um my oh wedding oh my god wedding slash my podcast it, I'm not gonna say where it is no, just I they would show up they would do that yeah, yeah. Uh, um and then I'm in Tahoe and then I'm in India if you have any fans in India I'm, uh yeah
0: we have people listening yeah, in India I'm I'm going, whereabouts
1: in India either? I'm going to Mumbai Delhi and Bangalore
0: Oh, okay, great. Well, we have a bunch of Aussie expats, in particular, who listen in India, so go and check out those shows. Uh, I'm just going to give the quick uh, p- uh, plug to the LA Podcast Festival where I'm doing the first live uh, faux-fop if you are in LA. And uh, I have uh, shows on sale in Sydney, uh, in Perth, and in Canberra in Australia um, as well. So um, I'm only doing a couple of shows in each of those towns, so getting quick. Um, those uh, tickets are already selling pretty fast in the places they are on sale. Anything else you want to say before we go, Eddie?
1: Oh. i said enough. <coughs>